You're listening to After Daycare Drop-Off, a podcast for working moms. It's a new podcast derived from the fact that I myself am a new mom, I'm a professional, I'm very career-driven, I'm married, and I also want to have a life. And in the 10 months I've been a mom and the, what, seven months I've been back at work, I feel like there's nothing out there for me that relates to the things I'm going through. So I asked my friends. I said, you know, first of all, am I crazy? Because all I see is stuff on Pinterest, too many things that are life hacks and unrealistic expectations or highlights of people who are famous or have a lot of money and can hire people to help them do things like clean the house or make dinner or have meal delivery services. And I wanted to know, first of all, have I completely missed some amazing resource out there? Because I know I don't have a lot of time to read and research and do all these things myself. I will acknowledge that. So of course I took to Facebook and asked my friends. And then I took it a little bit further and I said, you know, am I crazy? So I did a survey. So like I said, I did a survey. I used good old survey monkey and asked just five simple questions of my friends and asked them to share it with other working moms that they knew. And I preface this in saying, it's nothing against moms who don't work outside of the home, it's nothing against stay-at-home moms or whatever, but selfishly, I'm a working mom, so that's my interest. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I need help with. So I asked moms specifically who work outside of the home, do you feel like there's information online or books that help you with issues you experience as a working mom? And about 51% of them said no. So only 51% agreed with me, but there's some more good information here. So I said, you know, well, where do you go? Like, if you have questions, what do you do? A lot of good things came out of this in saying a lot of people ask their family and their friends, which is wonderful. But some of the responses were kind of sad. And it made me think, like, you know, do the, first of all, this was anonymous. So I didn't know who was saying these things. And a few of the responses made me a little sad, especially ones that said, I don't know where to go. Like they have no one. Or maybe whatever they have questions about is embarrassing to them. You know, we've all felt that way. Some people said, you know, I'm perpetually overwhelmed. And, you know, that's, I just don't think that's acceptable. We're all here. We're all trying to do the dang thing. Our lives may be different, but why can't we be here to support one another and at least be there and let each other know that, yeah, I've been there too. And even if not, I'm here to listen. So I asked them again, well, what is it you wish you knew? What are you looking for? Because if I'm going to try to start a conversation in some manner, whether it be just being more open with how I'm feeling or the reality of things, as opposed to trying to make it look like I've got my life together when in reality, um, I can barely make it to work on time. I'm rushing around. Um, my hair gets washed about once a week if I'm lucky. Thank goodness for really good dry shampoo. Um, and you know, don't really love my clothes at this point or how I'm looking in them. But maybe, maybe part of that is I should just be more vulnerable to my friends and maybe that would encourage them to do something. But the responses here 
made me change my mind. Maybe it's not just talking more with your friends. Maybe it's something more. So like I said, the next question was, what do you wish you knew? What information is it you're looking for? Resoundingly, the answers came across with balance. How do I balance my responsibilities? Another one that I really related to was having confidence I wasn't dropping the ball. You have all these commitments at work. You have all these things at home. The basics, of course, you know, get everybody ready, out the door, fed, whatever. But there's all these little things like I need dishwasher detergent. And obviously, if that's out, that's an issue. All these little things. One of the other ones was kind of a joke, I think. But how to be in two places at once. Wouldn't that be nice? All the way from how to meal plan and, you know, not waste an entire Sunday to do so. Another one that is, you know, dear to my heart is how to transition to work after having a baby, trying to fulfill the same workload while having no extra time outside of core working hours for work, and how to keep up with everything. How to find time for ensuring you don't look like a complete slob every day. I swear, I personally did not write that one, but it feels like it's me. A lot of people also share that they feel guilty. They want to know how not to feel guilty when they technically are getting a break when they drop their kid off at daycare, but they're dropping their kid off at daycare to go to work. So you're just putting on a different hat. It's not actually a break. You don't even get a brain break. And really the only break you get is the drive after daycare drop-off. So that's where we're going with this. Some of the other things people responded with is how to balance finding time for your husband and being there and making plans for all the unexpected things, which how on earth could we possibly do that? A lot of questions with how to handle pumping at work. That sometimes can be an uncomfortable conversation depending on where you work and what kind of spaces are available and if you have a male or female boss and just your relationship with them. It's a little awkward to ask, hey, um, I need a few blocks of time where people are really going to leave me alone. It needs to be private and also clean. And it's kind of uncomfortable because eventually people figure out what it is you're doing in there. And heaven forbid they imagine, oh, she has no top on and she's got a breast pump hooked up. It's just weird. And it really feels funny because it's like crossing a line between here I am at work, professional, doing my job, doing great, to a biological need that is completely perfect and a wonderful thing to do. But it's bringing a lot of personal into the workplace, which really is uncomfortable. So what do we do now? So I feel pretty good knowing the questions people are asking. What kind of things working moms want to know about? But the main question is, who do you want to hear from? Who do you relate to? We've obviously seen enough Instagram influencers and, you know, people who got famous for being on Instagram or being a guest on a show one time and they didn't get picked by the guy. And now suddenly there's some sort of authority on this area, which full disclosure, I am not. I do have a professional job. Um, I work in communications, which means I should be able to have a conversation with people and, uh, be able to come up with some quick answers, but I am not any sort of 
parenting or child development type of a person or even a really good time manager. Um, but I'm a mom and I'm in it and I'm in it here with you. So resoundingly, people said they want to hear from women like them, real people with real jobs and real lives and real responsibilities. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to women with careers, people who are smart, witty, down to earth, women who are bosses, women who are achieving in their careers, women who have goals and hobbies and volunteer activities that they like to do, women who do things with church, do things with with children, do things for their kids, do sports, all of it, all sorts of women. We also had some responses that said that they'd really like to hear from Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Kristen Bell, and so we'll see what we can do about getting them to talk to us about their lives, um, which I will second that motion as well. So let's talk to some real moms. Let's talk to women like us about what we're experiencing and work through these issues together. I refuse to believe that it's acceptable for us to feel frustrated and guilty that we're not spending hundred percent of our time just staring at our kids asleep. And I don't think it's okay for us to feel like we even, we should feel guilty for working because if we have talents and skills and things that drive us in our careers, we should be sharing those with the world. I really hope we're all doing something really great with the talents we've been given. One of the people that I spoke with said, you know, I want to know how to balance work and family and it's beyond difficult. I feel like I just can't do it all. If one day I'm a stellar employee, I have probably failed somewhat as a mom or as a wife. I know I hold myself to high standards, but I just want to go to bed at night feeling like I gave everything my best and that my best was good enough. I'm with you, girl. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to real moms, just like you, just like me. We're going to work through the crazy together and get our heads straight right after we drop our kids off at daycare and on the way to work. It's a new podcast. It's for you. And hopefully it'll be able to feature you and women like you. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and search for After Daycare Drop-Off. Be sure to check in with us on Instagram at After Daycare Drop-Off for inspiration, updates from the podcast, highlights from the show, and just to check in and chat. If you want to be on the show, just send me a message on Instagram and let us know what you think. Once you've listened to the podcast, please, please, please do give us a rating and give us your honest opinion because this is completely a work in progress. I will be the first to admit that this is not my forte, but the reason I'm doing this is because I think there's a need. So give me a little grace, give me your time, lend me your ear, and carve out that precious time where you can get your mind straight and get focused on your day ahead after daycare drop-off.